Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond, with my man, Jason Spears. 23-20, the Colts lose to the Las Vegas Raiders. You have a chance at home, Jason, to clinch a playoff spot. A lot of people are saying that the Raiders are below average. They're bad. They're average to above average. I mean, right now, after this loss, we have identical records with them. Both teams sitting at 8-7. and seven. I believe we have a lot more talent. I believe we have the better coaching staff. Neither really looked like it today. Although I do believe the talent of the Colts kind of kept us in the game and the lucky touchdown the T.Y. kept us in the game and put us in a position where we really should have won this game. Their quarterback definitely outplayed our quarterback today. They outcoached us. They outplayed us. But I just thought our sheer talent kind of kept us in a game where we got outplayed and outcoached so badly. And now you look at the Raiders, who play in a much, much, much better division than we do with an identical record as us heading into the final week of the season, heading into week 18. So 23-20, they jump right out on top early on, 7-zip. Colts come back after trailing 13-3. We take a lead in this game. We have a lead and ball, and Carson Wentz misses a wide-open T.Y. Hilton. It's either a gigantic gain where we're picking up a first down or we're probably going into the red zone, or T.Y.'s taken into the house, and it's a touchdown, and we go up, I think, 11 points. And, of course, Carson misses him. Ball falls incomplete. And the snowball just continues to roll from there. We end up tying the game 2020. We leave a lot of time on the clock. I thought that was Reich's worst possession. A lot of people want us to kill Reich. And we have our issues, but Reich's coached much worse games than this game today. This was really about number two. This was about the quarterback looking rusty, going 0 for 6 or 0 for 7 to start the game, missing T.Y., in the fourth quarter with a chance to really ice the game if he hits him and he was wide open, like wide, wide open. And then I thought we left a little too much clock for Derek Carr at the end of the game. And this was a game where when we came back, like Carr looked dead on the sideline. He looked depleted. He looked out of it. We had the momentum. You're in a playing game for a playoff spot where you could clinch at home. The crowd's into it, coming off two massive wins against the Patriots at home and against the Cardinals on the road. You get your quarterback back this week after missing a lot of practice, and I understand that's probably why he's rusty. You get Leonard back, who makes a big play. You get Nelson back. And to come out like this, to lose like this, doesn't leave a great taste in your mouth. Luckily for us, we have the Jaguars next week in Week 18. And you got to win next week. It's essentially a playoff game. You win and you're in. You're playing a Jaguar team who does not want to be there. You have to win that game. But this was a game, Jason. It's right there in front of you. And you have a lead. And you climb out of a 10-point hole. And you come out on the losing end. No excuses. They just didn't get it done. I mean, they, they were outplayed in all three phases. I don't think there's any question about that. The better quarterback was on the other team, thought Taylor had a solid game. But you just look at all three phases. Offensively, we had a, a play where, you know, T.Y., there's a coverage breakdown. He's wide open. Carson overthrows him by 10 yards. We had, a, we had you know, two holding calls that took away long runs. We had, on special teams, two long kickoff returns where uh, Sanchez had to tackle the guy. Um, that gave him a short field. We had we forced two turnovers on defense. The offense went three and out. That's not complimentary football. And people can say what they want about the Raiders. They have the same record as us. They play in a tough division. They played good teams all year. They've been in it. They've beaten good teams. They were the better team. I, I mean, I honestly, like, the Colts didn't deserve to win this game. Like, honestly, they really didn't. They didn't do the things you need to do to win games. And the Raiders did. When they got down, they came back. And, you know, they found a way to win. And the Colts didn't. And that's, I mean, it's as simple as you can make it. I mean, they, they were better on us than us on special teams. You know, their defense bent but didn't break. And their offense made big plays. And ours didn't. So I'm not going to kill Reich in this game because, you know, my issues with him are more about not really having this team prepared. 
You had them prepared for all these other games, and then they come out with what they've been working all these other weeks to get to, which is a clinch game, and you come out that flat. You come out thir- – you're down 13-3 to three right off the jump. Now, they come back, they get ahead, and that's a credit to them. But then they did nothing else the rest of the game. Essentially, I don't know people. I don't know what people want from him. Like in this game, I get it. Like they, I guess they people wanted him to throw it more. But did you watch Carson Wentz throw today? He was all over the place, and he, you know, there were plays where he would he broke contain on plays where he could have been sacked, and he could have gained twenty yards rushing, and then he just stops and throws across his body into the middle of the field to Moali Cox and throws it over his head by ten feet, like. Run, get the first down. One of the keys of the game was take what they give you. We did not do that today. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you play like that, generally speaking, you get where you deserve in this league. And the Colts did not deserve to win. I felt like the Raiders wanted it more. They played better. They executed better. The Colts did not tackle well on defense. You know, I thought Kenny Moore had a rough game, really, really rough game. So there's a lot of blame to go around, starting with the coaching staff down to the players. But the bottom line is – the quarterback has to play better. We can't win and go to where we want to go or reach, you know, the the you know, the peak of our talent if the quarterback doesn't play better. And Luke, the scary thing is, you know, just keeping it a buck right now. The scary thing is he's played one good quarter in the last three games and we're headed into the most important games of our season. Yeah, it's definitely not how you want to head into the playoffs where I still believe we are headed because you beat Jacksonville and you're in. I think we beat the Jags next week and we do go to the playoffs. But regardless of how Carson even plays against Jacksonville, a team you really have to beat, and if you lose, you don't deserve to be anywhere near the playoffs. But like you said, one good quarter of football the last three weeks and to head into the playoffs like that is definitely worrisome. And you still have to take care of business next week first, first and foremost. But everything, you had everything in front of you in this game. And you were talking about the play where he almost got sacked, he escaped, he threw across his body. You could also say the touchdown to T.Y., and that's a huge score because it kind of keeps us in the game. It's one of the two touchdowns we scored in this game. That touchdown was the same thing. It was complete luck. It should have been picked off. But why is he throwing that ball? That's another spot where he has to take off and run. He has to tuck that and run. He gets away with what should have been an interception. It was kind of like a 10-point, 14-point swing because the ball should have been going the other way. Instead, it's a touchdown for us, but we got completely lucky on that. And then after that and everything being how it was, regardless of how you feel about Frank Reich today, and I did not think this was a Frank Reich second half against Tampa performance. He wasn't perfect, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't Titans bad in the overtime game where he throws 51 times and abandons Taylor. So Frank's coached much worse games than this. I thought this was just a mediocre game. It wasn't as brilliant as he's been at times this year. It wasn't as poor as he's been at times this year. It was just like a kind of mediocre game and good enough to win, to be honest. With the lucky touchdown to T.Y., Everything going as it went up until that point of the overthrow to T.Y., he coached and he dialed up a game-winning play, essentially. If you hit that and you make that very easy throw that every NFL quarterback should be able to make, you win this game. And he missed that throw, and we go on to lose this game. This was definitely about the quarterback. And honestly, it was almost worse than the stats because one play was complete sheer luck, but... 16-27, to it felt worse than that. 59% completion percentage, it felt like about 35. 148 yards, 45 of them were BS. The touchdown, BS. No picks, which is really the only highlight here. And the Colts actually had two picks on car. So we won the turnover battle to zip and to only put up 20 points at home in a kind of a closeout game to make the playoffs is just inexcusable when you have as much talent as the Colts have. I agree. And the funny thing about it is Wentz really should have had zero touchdowns and one interception. We actually got lucky. The Colts got very lucky. That happened. That play happened the way it did. And in a way, I think it was kind of the worst thing that happened because I think that kind of crap reinforces his hero ball thing where he thinks he can make all these plays because one worked out. But the way it works is one will work out and then nine won't. So, like, he does that that – you never, ever are supposed to throw across your body unless you're Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. He's neither of them. 
and, and like him throwing, he's due back to doing the shovel pass thing instead of throwing the ball away. I mean, he's just falling back into things he did early in the season that I thought he would be passed by now. And he's bringing these things out at the worst possible time. Just take what's there. Like, and another thing, where was Jack Doyle? I didn't even see him on the field. Like we didn't use our tight ends. Like there were, it was like, I, I don't know what the game, do you know what the game plan was? Like, no. And I don't really blame Frank for that. I just, he played so poorly. Well, exactly. No That's not the coach. When your quarterback comes out and he's that flat, the right. game plan can't, it's like trying to start your car and there being no gas in the engine. Like, how do you run your car if the engine doesn't work? Like, the engine's the quarterback and it just came out completely flat today. And, and I want to give Carson the benefit of the doubt that he missed an entire week of practice. So Right. I would give him that too if it hasn't been it would if it hadn't been for the the two games before that. I agree. I agree, but again, the counterpoint to the counterpoint to the counterpoint, this was a different level, I thought of rust. And people could say, "Oh, the Patriot game statistically, yeah, but the way Taylor ran the ball in that game, we didn't really ask Carson and then Carson as bad as he was maybe for the first half or three quarters against the Cardinals, he finished so strong and he made two huge throws. So that kind of wipes that game clean in a sense. And in this game, he had opportunities. Like we had a final drive. He had a throw to TY where he could have wiped today's game clean. If you get out of there with a win, everything else goes away. And he just got worse. Like he got progressively worse. A game he started, what, 0 for 7? He finished worse yeah. than he started. And he started, his game didn't start till the second quarter. He didn't complete a pass until the 10-minute mark of the second quarter in this game. Well, essentially, our first touchdown drive was basically on prevent defense. It was basically them just giving us checkdowns, like wide open. And he made the play, give him credit, he made the plays. We got down the field, we scored, we double-dipped, got a score in the second half. But for me, when he plays like that, man, we're going to tr have trouble beating anybody. I mean, he could not complete anything for a lot of that game. And I don't know what, as a play caller, I don't know how you get him out of that. They ran Taylor. They were balanced. They did everything we wanted them to do. I thought, and listen, I'm, I'm sure Raider fans are going to listen to this because they were in our comments in a pregame talking some smack. Fair play to them. Here's the deal. The Raiders played better than the Colts today. They deserved the win, period. I mean, they came out. They did a good job on Taylor. Did they shut him down? No. But they, but they did a solid job on them. There were no, like, 80-yard runs. And those are the type of runs that really get us going. And we had a, a few holding calls that really set us back in the run game. And I felt like with the quarterback playing the way he was, we were chasing the chains a lot of this game because we were throwing – I mean, that screen pass to Hines, I hated that play call. It was not set up well. I it just – I didn't like – I didn't think Wright called a great game but I didn't think he had a whole hell of a lot of options to work with. He could have done a little bit more with the motion. He could have, you know, there's, there's things he could have done better, but at the end of the day, if your quarterback plays like that and your team doesn't execute on a consistent level in any of the three phases, which I don't think that we did, you're going to have a hard time winning. And, and you, and listen, I, I felt like they came out with more passion and effort than we did. We came out flat and that's on the coach. That, 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 that part is on right. I felt like after all these games, you get to the, the the mountaintop, so to speak, of the playoff berth. You got the game at home. They're without their best player. That's another thing nobody's talked about. Waller did not play. And everything is right in front of you. And that's the performance you put out there? That's, a, that's inexcusable. He's better than that. The Colts are better than that. But you are what your record says you are. We're 9-7. and seven. The Raiders are 9-7. and seven, And they just beat us. So... People talk bad about the Raiders. They're going to probably be in the playoffs. And if they're not, they're going to be damn close. And they beat us today. You know, no. And I thought it was a, there was no weird, bad calls or anything. I felt like they outplayed us. And that was, that happens in this league. It shouldn't happen at this time of the season when you're playing for everything. But that's just what happened. We were outplayed on both sides of the ball. I thought the defense played well enough to win. They got two turnovers. Obviously, the third and 10 is the play everybody will talk about. And I think Darius, if he had that play over, wouldn't have left his feet. They make that big play. Hey, they made a big play. That's what that's what good teams do. 
you know, and we just did not make plays. When the play was there to be made at the end of the game defensively, we didn't do it. Offense had a play that could have put us in position to win the game. Wide open throw to T.Y. Hilton and couldn't get it done. Better team won today. That's all I can say. Yeah, they made the big plays. They made the plays and the plays had to be made, and we didn't. And exactly. this narrative, I think I said 8-7 and seven by accident in the beginning, but we're 9-7. and seven. The Raiders are 9-7. and seven. We have the same record. I do believe we have more talent. But take this game aside, Cole fans all say that Taylor is the MVP of the league. I'm saying that too, so I'm leaving that bandwagon. But Colt fans say that Taylor's the MVP. They say Frank Reich's the coach of the year. They claim that we have seven or the most pro bowlers in the league, which we do have. And then they want more guys in on top of that. And they think all these guys are all pros. And a lot of this I do agree with. Some I don't, some I do. And you can't have that. And then also turn around and say the Raiders are not a good football team. I totally expected to go out and beat them, beat them badly, and I expected to improve to 10-6, and six, and I expected them to fall to 8-8, eight and eight, but that didn't happen. They improved to 9-7. and seven. We fall to 9-7. and seven. We have the same record, and they beat us in our house by out-coaching us and out-playing us. So I just think it's weird that Colt fans could say all these things about us when the Raiders play in a much better division, they don't have a Jaguars to go up against twice. They don't have a Texans to go up against twice. They have Patrick Mahomes twice. They have Justin Herbert twice, and they have a pretty good defense in the Broncos. So that's a tough division. There's really no cakewalk games. Maybe you get the Broncos one out of two times as a, as a sleepwalk, cakewalk game, maybe. But even the Broncos on their worst day are still a 500 football team, give or take. We have four games that are literal garbage games. You have two throwaway games against the Texans, two throwaway games against the Jaguars. Hopefully next week's our fourth throwaway game out of those four games because we still have to play them one more time. And it's coming at a great time when we need a win to get in in week 18. But I just think it's an unfair statement to say that the Colts lost to a bad football team. And this is not a defend the Colts. This is more so defend the Raiders, who are not a bad football team. And next week, they're going to have a chance, I think, to knock the Chargers out of the playoffs and to have a win in their end. Yeah, Luke, listen, man. Sometimes, you, as a fan, I think people forget the other team gets paid, too. And they have really good players, too. And listen, I wanted the Colts to win as much as anybody, but you got to keep it 100, man. They, they played well. Mm-hmm. They were in a hole. I think they were five and seven, I think I want to say. And they've rolled off four straight wins. And you have to give them credit. That's not by accident. When you go out there and you're in a hole like that and you come back, you could do two things. It's just like the Colts did. You can roll over and be like, our season's over and quit, or you can fight. And the Raiders are clearly a team of fighters, and you got to give them credit. They came into our house with something to play for. We had something even more to play for. And they just won the fight, man. They won it at both line, both line of scrimmages, and they were the better team today. If we played again, it's a different game, I think. But today's when we played them, and they were the better team. So we need to flush this game, learn whatever we can from it, and move on to Jacksonville. And I want this is Luke. This is what I want. I want to see this team go down to Jacksonville, focused, ready to play come out the gates and beat the friggin' brakes off that team. This should not be a 23 to 17 game like the first one was. I don't want any close game. I no. want them to go down there focused, ready because this is our season we're playing for. They're just ready to leave. They just want to go home. They want the number 1 pick. No ex- there's no excuses for us not to go down there and get this win. That's all I'm focused on now. This game's over. There's nothing we can do about it. So we you know, you're looking at the mistakes. We got to tackle better on defense, offense. We have to complete passes that are there. We have to make better throws. We have to cut down on penalties, special teams. We have to tackle better. We have to get down there, you know, and make sure we get guys on the ground and not allow them to get it out to the 45 friggin' yard line. Those are things we have to correct. Bottom line, this game's over. There's nothing we can do about it. Get focused on the, the future. That's what this is about. We got to find a way to go down to Jacksonville and get a win, and then we're in. Once you're in the playoffs and you're in the tournament, none of this none of this crap matters. And one other thing I want to say, not that anyone really probably cares about this, but the Colts this year were a piss-poor home team. Four and five at home is what we finished with, which 
really pisses me off because our fans deserve better than a four and five team at home. Because usually bad teams go four and five at home and then they don't win any games on the road. But we actually are a good team that just plays really bad at home. So the silver lining to all of this, you know, sadness today or whatever, frustration, what anger, whatever you want, whatever emotion you're feeling as a Cole fan, wait, is this wait. is a totally different team on the road. And what's our record at home, you said? Four, four and, five? and five. Yeah. And out of that four and five, correct me if I'm wrong. We beat the three worst teams in the AFC at home. Absolutely. Yep. We beat the Texans, the Jaguars, Jets. and the Jets. Yep. yep. Not to say that those games don't count. To use the quote <clears throat> you just used, those guys get paid too. But those guys get paid and suck. The Raiders Correct. get paid and they're pretty good. They're not great. Correct. They're not great. They're not the Chiefs. They're not the Bucks. They're not some of the best teams in the league. But they're not a bad football team. They're a playoff caliber team. They're a playoff like, caliber it, team. Yeah. Make or miss by a game, as we'll right. see next week, because them and the Chargers will basically be playing a play-in game. Winner goes to the playoffs, loser goes home. But right. you look at the three, like, look at the AFC right now as a conference. When you look down yeah. the line, there are three teams with 12-plus losses. There's three teams with more than nine losses. And it's the Jets at 4-12. and 12, it's the Texans at four and twelve, and it's the Jaguars at two and fourteen. Those are three out of our four wins at home this year. The other one being the Patriots, which was a great win, and nobody will ever discredit that win. But the other three, you could almost discredit them a little bit. Right. What if we played? And this year we had the extra game at home. What if we yep. played nine decent teams to above average good teams at home this year? I don't want to. Do we win that. one game at home, two games at home? Because three uh, of them came against bad football teams. That yeah, they get paid too, but they suck. Oh, here's the thing, Luke. Is that that's kind of what my silver lining is. We won't be playing anymore, barring a miracle. We won't be playing any more games at home. We'll be playing on the road where we've beaten the Dolphins, who are close. You know, they're they're not great, but they're seven and eight or whatever they are. Dolphins, 49ers have a winning record. Bills have a winning record. Cardinals have a winning record. We play much better. And then the Ravens game, if our whole secondary doesn't die in the second half, that's another win. We can go into any of these places and win. But Carson has to play better. That's that. There's just there is no way you're going through the playoffs with your quarterback playing like he played today and beating anyone. I don't care if it's the Bengals, because, look, every quarterback matchup we're going to have, we're going to lose as far as like the talent level. Burrow's better. Herbert's better. Mahomes is better. Tannehill's probably better. You go down the list, they're all probably better than Carson Wentz. But luckily for us, we have a team that's built to play in cold weather. We play good defense. We run the ball. That's what we need to get back to. Carson needs to just take what is there and stop trying to force the ball down the field so much. I thought he did that today as far as trying to force things. And I think he was either too amped up. I don't know what his problem was. But he can't play like that for this team to get to where they want to go. And and I still believe in these guys. But that was a very disheartening loss. Very disheartening. Because we went through, I mean, New England was, I mean, that was a war. Then we went to Arizona. That was a war of attrition. Then we come home. We've got everyone back. Now, granted, your point's well taken. Some of the guys didn't practice all week. But we got them back. And they played. And the Raiders were without their Mr. Everything tight end, and they still beat us. Mm -hmm. That's not a good look. No. We got to get this thing righted quickly, yeah. move on to Jacksonville, and go get it done. And it almost kind of felt like we were riding such a high after the Patriot Cardinal wins. Doesn't it feel like the team almost went into this game as if they had already clinched a spot? A hundred percent. I felt that right from the jump, dude. I felt we came out flat. We were not ready to play. The Raiders had all the energy early in the game. You're 100% spot on. We were flat. Might be the flattest we've been all year. We came out and just were not ready to play. And that's on the coaches. All, it is. That's on all the coaches. That can't happen when you're playing for the playoffs. That's why we all. That's why we do this show. That's why they do what they do. Everybody does everything to get the chance to go to the Super Bowl, right? You can't come out with that. No. With that effort, with that 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 flatness in a game that's so important, and let another team basically knock you down three times before you get up. I mean, they just kept pummeling us. 
when we got down by 10 and when there was like two minutes left in the half, then it was finally like, okay, we're going to fight back now. And it's like, you can't give teams a 13-3 jump on you. You got to come out and play with that effort and energy from the jump. And I don't care who it's against. You you have to play with that same fire that they had the, the other two previous games. And in my opinion, I think you would agree, Luke, they did not do that today. And that, that starts with the coaching staff. They didn't. Individual players, for example, Leonard's always going to have that. He's never going to take a day off. He's always going to have the fire. I think Nelson's always going to have the fire. Certain guys will. But there was a team aura, and it's coaching staff down, that just kind of felt like they had already punched their ticket to the playoffs. If you win this game and you do that next week against the Jaguars, I'm not happy about it, but you actually have already punched your ticket to the playoffs. In this game, we hadn't. We didn't clinch anything in Arizona. We didn't clinch anything against the Patriots. And Jason, thank God the Colts won a seemingly unwinnable game last week against the Cardinals. That was a game we almost kind of marked down as a loss going into it because we were down so many guys. I did pick them initially, but then after I picked them, they lose Nelson. After that, they lose Pascal and they lose Leonard and they lose all those guys going into that game on Saturday night. Thank God they found a way to win that game. And it was a miracle. And Carson did make a couple big throws in that game because if they don't win that game and they lose this game now next week, unless we're already eliminated, but I don't think we would have been, we would need to root against teams like Baltimore would have to lose next week. We'd need to start rooting against things to get into the playoffs and we would need help after controlling our own destiny with the Raiders at home and the Jaguars as our two final games. So thank how, God we won last week. How insane is that? That we start 0-3, 1-4, and 3-5, and, and then we got to a point where we controlled our own destiny and then and, and we almost ruined it yeah. and would have had to beg for other teams to win even after controlling our own destiny. I mean, that's a roller coaster of a season, man. It's That's crazy. That but, I mean, look. Here's, here's my feeling on where we stand. If I could trade wins, I would 100% trade the Arizona win, even though it looks better and all that, for the for the Raiders win because I want the fifth seed. I want to avoid at all costs, I don't want Kansas City in the first round. I don't want any combination of Kansas City and Tennessee in a row. And I think we could be looking at that if we fall any further back. So we just got to go out there on Sunday and just get it done. And – you know, whatever, whatever, by any means necessary, man, because Jacksonville, for whatever reason, plays every game against us like it is their freaking Super Bowl. So I'm not even going to I'm not going to even count it as a win. We haven't won there since 2014. I, I would hope after today not to say that the Jags are even close to the Raiders. They're not, obviously. But I would hope after the way they played today and the wake up call that you would hope they got from you know, coming out slow and basically not playing Colts football for, I mean, they really never did in that game. In my opinion, I thought the defense was okay and did what they usually do, but the offense was horrible. You know, Taylor did his thing, but the, but the quarterback was bad. There, there was no ball distribution there. I mean, it was nothing to the tight ends. The special teams had its worst game of the year, in my opinion. So all these things need to be ironed out and, and, they got to go down there. It's not a helmet game. You can't just roll your helmet out and win these games. You got to go win the game. And I feel like the Colts, I know they didn't actually think they were just going to roll their helmet out and win today, but I felt like they kind of had that vibe. Like, oh, we'll, we're, it's, it's the Raiders. We're at home. You know, we'll find a way. But it doesn't work that way. You have to You have to come ready to play from the first whistle to the last whistle, as Chuck would say. And that wasn't, that's not, that just was not what we did today. We did not play good football. That was not Colts football. That looked like the team we saw the first month. And quite, if, if I'm being quite honest with you, that's what I saw in the Seattle game or in the Rams game or yeah, the Titans first game. I mean, it was just, it wasn't good, but we're in a lucky situation or not lucky. We created our own luck by putting ourselves in a situation by winning as many games as we did down the stretch against good teams where, you know, it's almost like a mulligan. You go back out there next week and they give you an even worse team to play and you get another chance to win. But again, you know, 2014 is a long time to not beat a really bad football team. And that's the last time we've won at Jacksonville. So the Colts just need to come out focused, ready to play. I think right. I, I could tell Reich 
was definitely as disappointed as he's ever been as a head coach that I've seen him after this game. So I know for a fact he's going, they're going to work. They're going to be ready. I don't have any doubt that you're going to see the real Colts next week, but the players have got to execute better. They've got to tackle better. And Wentz just has to play better period. He cannot play like that again. That was an awful performance today. And it's really, it would be so much worse, Luke, if he doesn't complete that uh, basically Hail Mary that got tipped. It should have been intercepted. They got tipped up. It was double coverage. It was two guys on dueling, I think it was. I don't know what they were doing, but they tip it up, and T.Y.'s just standing in the end zone. That was just pure pure dumb luck. Mm-hmm. You take that away, through for 100 yards. Well, Jason, 100 also, yards. you're right. I think it would have been like 100 and change, like 103 yards. You're 100% right. Also, I love – the play call, if you're going to go for it with four seconds left, three seconds left at the end of the first half, I love the run to Taylor because at that point, one pass that's incomplete or one run, either one probably leaves you with no time left on the clock. So i rather go with the unexpected plus go with my best player, which is Jonathan Taylor, and i rather give him that run than throw with Carson Wentz because the throw is going to take four or five seconds. You're not going to be able to kick the field goal. It's the final play of the half either way, most likely. So I like the decision. But when you think about it, and I would have done it too, I defend it. I like it. It worked. I 100% am on board with what Reich did in that situation, who he went with. But my overall point is our two touchdowns came down to a one shot at the end of the first half, which is essentially a sudden death play. You're either going to get seven points or zero points before the half and a Hail Mary in the middle of the game, the first possession of the second half. They got tipped up by two defenders, should have been picked, and was caught, luckily, in the end zone because we had T.Y. just standing there like he was receiving a punt. The fact that our two touchdowns came in such a gambling sense really makes the score even worse than it was. No, I agree. I, I, I The offense just uh, – it was just putrid, really. I mean, I don't think – they. I think they had like 270 total yards and only 100 – I think 140 of that was Wentz, Wentz I think. I, I don't know. But you're right, man. I mean, it, it took everything we had in our – as far as luck, in a sense, goes to just score 20 points against the 26-ranked D- – I mean, that that's not good. Like there's, I mean, and I'll tell you what, Luke, I know people, a lot of people love Wentz and they're rooting for him and they should, they should root for him. But I'm being a realist here. I'm seeing a lot of things from him that I don't like. One of them being he has no feel for the position as far as like when to run, when to throw it away. Like he, he he doesn't just throw it like Phil would throw a ball. He'd see, he'd see a defense and realize, okay, I I can't, there's nothing here. I'm going to throw it away with, with, with Wentz, the problem with him is he tries to do too much, and then he'll throw the the shovel pass, and, and you know, or he'll you know, or he'll get hit and fumble. I'm so scared every time he's caught up in all that, uh, you know, scrum. I'm always afraid he's going to put the ball on the ground. He's so, I mean, he's just so lax with the ball. But my biggest issue with him is he just he holds on to the ball too long, Luke. I mean, it, and it's it, it's starting to remind me of Jacoby. He's better than Jacoby. Before you guys go crazy, I'm just saying he has the thing where he, it's like with Phil, it was one, two, three, out. One, two, three, four, five, out. It was on time, rhythm, passing. With Carson, like at the end of the half, he was dicking around and run, moving around, and, it, and, it, and he was running time off the clock. That's what led to us basically do or die in it on the last play of the half because he was eating up so much clock running around back there. And he, I'm sure Frank is working with him, but he has got to learn. Like in this offense, it's about rhythm. You, you, you. If it's a three-step drop, you're you're throwing on when you're th- when you're when you're back on your third step, right? It's out. If it's five, you're out. It's out on the fifth step. It's timing. It's rhythm. He looked and has looked out of rhythm for the last three games, outside of one quarter, and that is very concerning to me. He's had some really good games. I'm not saying he's not a solid quarterback. He is, but he's so volatile. He's all over the map. Like, he'll have a game where, like the Jets game where he's great, a game like the Ravens game where you think 
my God, he 400 yards. I mean, he's great. Then he'll have a game like this against a bad secondary. That secondary is not very good. But, I mean, you would have thought we were playing, you know, the Legion of Boom the way he was playing. So I have some real concerns with him. I am not a conclusion drawer after one year. I wasn't with Jacoby. I'm not going to be with Carson. I'm going to give him another year. But I'm seeing some things with him, Luke, that I don't like that have to be improved if we're going to get to where we want to go. Yeah. No, I agree, Jason. Definitely better than Jacoby, but I know what you're saying. I understand that that little overlapping similarity, which is obviously a big deal. And we had a completely different 360 polar opposite guy last year in Phillip Rivers. And there were a couple times today, including the touchdown to T.Y., where he should have kept it and ran. He should have. Absolutely. And and he can, I mean, there's just, there's like one or two throws every game where you're just like, what is he looking at? Like the throw against New England. I mean, literally there's one Colt and four Patriots and he threw it anyway. And then the throw today, whereas two, I mean, there's two guys and, and one Colt. And it's like, okay, what are you, I mean, I would love to be in the room when Frank goes through the film with him and asks him, okay, why, why did you make this throw? It, it can't, and your reason can't be, well, I like our guy to, you know, to, to out jump two guys. Cause that's not a good answer, especially when it's Ashton Doolin. It's not, and it's not one-on-one it's one-on-two. It just, it, the, the decision-making is scary. The, the, the holding the ball too long is scary. These are all things I was concerned about with him when he came in based on what I saw. Now, for the most part this year, he's been a lot better. He's been great with taking care of the ball. You know, I think it's 26 to six now with the turnovers. So that's not a bad ratio, but there's numbers inside the numbers. Uh, There weren't very many. It wasn't a lot of yards per attempt today. He he just he's had a rough couple weeks, man. He just needs to get his brain. You know, if, if he was sick or whatever was going on today, he needs to get that out of his system and be ready to play next week. You know, and just there's got to be some level of consistency to him. He's so volatile. That's the biggest issue I have with him. His He's consistently inconsistent. You don't get one. You don't get kind of the same type of performance from week to week. You could get a really great performance and then the very next week get the worst performance of his year of, of the year. And that's volatility. And that's not good. That means there's things that are obviously variables in the game that affect him to a certain degree that make him so all over the place. Because with Phil and even Jacoby, you kind of knew what you were getting. With Carson, you 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 don't really know. You could be getting a Jacoby Brissett-like performance or you could get a an Andrew Luck kind of performance, like the, Ra- the Ravens game. You just never know. So that's the thing that I think Frank is going to have to work on with him. The, the, the mechanics, his mechanics get out of whack when he's pressured and he needs to get that fixed. That's more so his lower half. Also, the three quarter arm throws need to stop and also, you know, holding on to the ball too. He, but I mean, Frank's only had him for this one off season. So he's got to coach some of that up. But, I, you know, I'm willing to give him another year. But man, it's starting to really scare me the way he's been playing. And I just want to see him play better. I mean, I don't need, I don't want, he doesn't have to be Andrew Luck or anybody else. Just, just take what the defense gives you, make smart decisions. You know, don't try to force the ball into double coverage when you don't need to do it. I mean, we, there was no point in this game where we should be force feeding throws. So, you know, it's a disappointing loss. And I don't want people to think I hate Carson Wentz. I do not hate him. I'm, I'm being critical of his play. I think he's a good guy. I have no problem with him because I, I get I get a lot of this crap in the comments every time I criticize a quarterback going back to Jacoby. And I just want to make sure everybody knows I have no personal problem with the man. I'm just criticizing his play. That's it. So just just to get that out of the way. But look, we got another we got another game to play and another shot to get in the playoffs. And once we get in, all none of this will matter. We just, what matters is how we finish the season. So let's just, you know, get through this, pass this game, focus on Jacksonville. Go get that win. And it's a new season. It really is. So there's some neg- There's a lot of negative today, a lot more negative than positive, but there are some silver linings and positive things that we've talked about in this show. And I think those are things that you can talk about. The defense is good. The defense played fine today. It wasn't great. Good enough to win. Special teams has to be better. It's been good all year. It had an off day today. And the offense has to play better. And if that, you know, that stuff is not asking too much, if that happens, we'll be in every game. We were in this game. 
and we didn't play well. So, you know, I mean, every game we've lost outside, I think one or two has been at the, at the gun, either in overtime or at at the gun of the, at the end of the game. So I'm not giving up on the team. I don't want people to get, you know, get it twisted, think I'm quitting or I don't think they're good or anything. I just, they didn't play well today. It's that simple. And it's disappointing as a fan and as, as, as an analyst of the team to know everything's out there for you to get to clinch in front of the home fans, which would have been great. And to not go, you know, come out and play flat and to get not get it done is disappointing. But again, we play better on the road. We're going on the road. And probably the biggest thing, I I don't even care how bad Jacksonville is, Luke. I just want to win so bad in that stadium. It's been eight years. Yeah. <laughs> eight years. Crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I know and we they talk about had, it every year, but my God. Uh, dude, they really only had one or two good teams in that time. Like, yeah. they have one Super Bowl caliber team and then the rest – were either horribly bad. They had one other, I think, wild cards team. That's it. Nope. And we haven't. I mean, we haven't even really. I mean, we've we've lost some real bombs down there. So I want to win that game like fifty to nothing. Just, just, just to be sure. The Patriots the basically did today. They beat them fifty ten. So I mean, I, yeah, I, that that's what the Colts need to do. That's what the that's what I love about Belichick. He does that to every bad team he plays. He beat the Jets like fifty four to ten. He doesn't care. That's what we need to do. I we need to go down to Jackson. I think they put up like 54 on the Texans, remember? Oh, my. Yeah. We beat up on them, I mean, too, but still. Yeah. The, the, the frustrating with the Colts, though, is if you remember the first game with the Jags, we jumped out 20 nothing, and then basically had to hold on for dear life to win at 23-17. Yep. That I don't want to see ever again. Like, I thought Reich come- was worse in that game than he was today, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. There's and no that was question. a win because it's not yeah. always about the result. It's right. really about, you know, all the factors, and that's why we go over it all. That's why that's, it's funny because there were games this year where we killed Reich where people were like, all right, lay off him. We still won the game or lay off him. This, this, right. this, 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 and this happened too. And we're like, yeah, but we're going to go based on what we see. That's why we run the podcast. If you right. want to talk about what you saw, then start your own podcast. Exactly. But in this game, it really was not as much about Reich. Reich wasn't perfect. But over the last seven or eight weeks, minus the second half against the Bucks, he's been really good. He's been much better. He obviously identified the best player on this team being Jonathan Taylor, and he's utilized him for the most part. I actually thought he overused him at the end of the Buffalo game and at the end of that second Houston game. I thought we probably could have gave Deion Jackson carries in the fourth quarter and preserved Jonathan Taylor a little bit, but in a game like this, he was not perfect. There were a lot of things I wish he did differently, but I can't roast him the way I could at the end of that Bucks game where no, I'm pretty I... sure you could put a blindfold on me and I could give us a better chance to win if you spotted me a 10-point lead because all you have to do is give Taylor a couple of carries in the third quarter and I think it's a different game. Seriously. And he right. went 19 no. consecutive throws. It was actually 26. Yeah, but there was a two-minute warning before the half, which I gave him the benefit of the doubt with. Like today, we didn't go straight. Oh, oh, okay. We didn't go straight throws before the half. We did have that one-yard run with Taylor on the goal line and maybe a couple other with Hines. But to take that lead against the Bucks, we ran. We threw the ball throughout the two-minute warning, the two-minute drill at the end of the first half. Then we open the second half with 19 straight throws. That's inexcusable. You have a double-digit lead. They have Tom Brady. You want to keep him on the sideline. You have a great run-blocking offensive line, and you have the best running back and the best player in football this season in Jonathan Taylor. So, like, that game I went off on Frank Reich. In this game, I really can't. He wasn't great. He wasn't good. He wasn't perfect. But I've seen much worse from Reich this year. And he coached yeah. a game that could have been a win, even though he didn't yeah, well- coach a great game. Here's here's my thing. My issue with Frank today, as funny as this is going to be, because I'm sure a lot of people are waiting to hear me lose my mind. But my bigger issue with him isn't even a it's not even a game issue. It's a preparation issue. Mm-hmm. This team was very and he said it in his post game. We obviously were not prepared to play. And that's on me, which is good. He should take the blame because he's the head coach. But that's where my issue lie. They, they, they were flat. That's 100 percent on the head coach. Yep. And that was more my my issue with Frank today and the coaching staff wasn't that, you know, his, his play calls were, were I mean, he, he called him. I, I thought the game was fine. Was it great? No, but it was good enough to win. 
but the effort and the way they came out with the lack of focus and in the this quarterback's game, inability to execute. Correct. Yep. That that that, my, that was a bigger issue for me vis-a-vis Reich, just not having the team prepared and ready to play in such an important game at home with everything that we've wanted all year on the line. I find that inexcusable. That's I a much too. bigger issue to me than anything else. So, but do I think that's a long-term thing? No, I think it was a one-time thing. I think they're going to be ready next week. Obviously today sucked and nobody wants to talk about it much after tonight and we won't talk about it. We'll move on to the Jags, but um, you know, they got to be better. Today was not good enough. And on any level from the coaching staff, all the way down, players did not execute. They did not tackle. Well, Carson was awful. Probably his worst game of the year, maybe. I, I don't know. That touchdown makes it look a little better than it actually was. I, I, I thought he was as bad as he was all year today. So he's got to play better. The team's got to play better. They have to play better complementary football. The Raiders did that today. The Colts didn't. And that's why they lost the football game. Yep. And before we wrap it up, I just want to give a quick shout out. I know it's a loss, but a quick shout out to Jonathan Taylor for 2,000 scrimmage yards and 20 total touchdowns youngest player to ever do it i think or first player under the age of 23 to ever do it so it's just insane what he's accomplished this year and he passes edger and james for the colts all-time single season rushing leader so he now has the single season rushing record in just his second year in the league and i'm so happy he did it in the 16th game so there's no asterisk if he does it in the 17th game then there's a little baby asterisk now he holds that record he did it in 16 games so now, whatever he sets it at next week when he takes the record and he adds another 100, 150, 200 yards on top of it, that record will be set in 17 games. So every running back after him, including him for the next probably six or seven years, will be competing with a record set in the same amount of games that they'll also have an opportunity to play in. So if he did it in the 17th game and he passed edge by like 10 yards – but had a full game on him, it would have kind of felt cheated a little bit. Not that it would have been Taylor's fault for adding the game, but there would have been an asterisk there in my opinion. So I'm sure Manning has records, Marvin has records that might one day be broken with an asterisk due to the extra game. But as far as this Taylor record, man, he absolutely earned it. And it's almost like, he did it in 14 games because he wasn't used properly the first three games of the season. So, an incredible season for Jonathan Taylor. MVP caliber. I don't think he's going to get it after today. I definitely don't think he gets it. Not because he had a bad game. I thought he was fine. I thought he was one of our bright spots, as he always is. But with this loss, 9-7, and seven, not going to hit 2,000 rushing yards. I don't think he gets the MVP award. But doesn't take away from the fact that he's had an incredible, incredible second season. No question. I couldn't have said that any better, Luke. I mean, it's this guy's unbelievable. He's a great person, but he is a hell of a football player. Uh, we very clearly would not be where we are without him. And I, we're lucky to get to watch him. I think the guy's a Hall of Fame player in the making. I think he's going to continue to get better, keep this offensive line together. And the more they work together, they're going to, I mean, it's just going to keep he's going to continue to get better. And that's a scary thing for the rest of the league. And it's an exciting thing for Colt fans. That was the bright spot in today's game. And I also wanted to give a shout out to Pittman who passed a thousand yards receiving today, which is a big de- pretty big deal for a second year receiver. And I thought, you know, I think he's done a really good job kind of stepping into TY's role as the number one guy. And I think he's coming along really well. He's definitely grown a lot from year one to year two. And I think, from year two to year three, you'll see even more growth. I think you're going to see a really legit threat on the opposite side of him next year. I don't know if that'll be through free agency or through the draft, but I expect the Colts to go out and find a really good complementary piece to line up next to him or out on the other side because they need more speed out there to take the top off the defense. And it's very clear that T.Y., as much as we all love him, is not the same guy. So Pittman – you know, I just wanted to give him a shout out. He's He's been big for us all year. He's played physical, done a really good job in the run game. He's just an all-around really tough physical football player. He's kind of a throwback. And, and really both of them are. They're just all about football. They're all about ball. And I love that they're Colts, man. That, that Those are the kind of guys, when you look at them, you say, yeah, that's a Colt. That's a Colt. He works his ass off. No, no complaining. Like Jonathan Taylor, after the game, they were talking about him breaking the records, and he was happy with that. But you could tell – 
it mean the win means more to him. He wants to win. Like that's what I love about our guys. They want to win. Everybody wants to win, but they really, really want to win to the point where they don't give a crap about their stats. They just want to win. And I, I love that about our team. I still believe in this squad. They can beat anybody on the road. I'm not afraid of anybody. I know you aren't either, Luke. We just have to play better and execute better. I think we will. This game, maybe it's a wake-up call. Maybe it's a wake-up call. Maybe that's what we needed. Maybe because you certainly don't want this to happen in the playoffs because once you do that in the playoffs, you know, you lay an egg in the playoffs, you're going home. So we laid an egg today. Yeah, it sucks, but it was, you know, if it's going to happen, I'd much rather it be today and not in two weeks. Mm -hmm. So you can look at it a lot of different ways. Bottom line is it's still all in front of us. We go out there and beat a 2-14 and 14 team as we should on Sunday. We'll be where we want to be with everything in front of us. So uh, shout out to Jonathan Taylor and Mike Pittman for, for reaching those goals. And uh, look, we're going to flush this, get prepared for, you know, as far as the show goes, we'll get prepared for Jacksonville just like the team does, and we'll, we'll keep it moving. But as far as today go, goes, my final th thoughts are the better team won today. And, uh, you know, they just outplayed us in all three phases, and that's really as simple as you can make it. You've got to execute better and play better if you want to be good teams, and the Raiders are a good team. Absolutely, Jason, and that pretty much wraps things up. So that's my man, Jason Spears. I'm your host, Luke Diamond. 23-20, the Colts lose to the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll be back with the Jaguars game preview. It'll be the final game preview of the regular season. If we win, we're going to the playoffs. If we lose, we're not. It's just that simple. The Jaguars are a terrible football team. It's a place we haven't won since 2014. It's time we change that. Let's go to Jacksonville. Let's beat the Jags. Let's go to the playoffs and make some noise. But it all starts next week. You can't think about the playoffs until you beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. You can't sleepwalk through the first quarter next week. You're going to get the Jaguars A game, even though they should be on vacation. It's the Jaguars. And for whatever reason, they always want to play their best game against us. Even the first time we played them this year, we should have blew them out. And they came back. That game was in Indy. Now we're going down to Jacksonville. It's been a circus this year with them, with Urban Meyer and everything that's gone on in Jacksonville. I think Trevor Lawrence threw his first touchdown in like two months today for the Jaguars. So it's been a bizarre season. They're not a good football team. We are a good football team. Let's go out next week and beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we'll be back with the Jags game preview on Thursday right here on the For the Culture Podcast.